Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schreurs and here we go for today's episode. So in today's show, I'll summarize what Apple has announced on September 10th, 2019 during their keynote event held at the Steve Jobs Theater in Cupertino. Then I will share my three main takeaways of uh, this event. But before diving in, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the MacPonner podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the MacPonner tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me. Either way, my goal is to help you operate your Apple devices faster and be more productive even between episodes. This is why I've prepared 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. To sign up for this free email course, just visit macpreneur.com forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topics. Here are the five main announcements that Apple made and I put them in a reverse chronological order and in my opinion as well from most relevant to least relevant for, for MacPreneurs. So first, there are three new iPhones, the iPhone 11, 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max. There is a new Series 5 Apple Watch. There is a new 7th generation iPad, the, the base model. They announced the release date and the price for the Apple TV Plus video streaming service and the release date and price for the Apple Arcade game subscription service. So let's start with the, the new iPhones. So they, they've they changed uh, the naming convention again, uh, com- so la- like they did uh, uh, last, last year. But now they've, uh, so they've kept the number uh, it's iPhone 11 and they've added uh, the Pro um, option. So yes, somehow the iPhone name is aligning with the other product lines like uh, like on the iPad or the Mac where there is an iPad and an iPad Pro and so on. But uh, for me, it's unfortunate that they kept the number in it because... Uh, they didn't do that. They don't do that for the other product. It's a, it's it's a generation for the iPad. It's a, a series for the watch, and then it's uh, the the time of the year for the for the computer. So it's a, an early, let's say early 2019 or mid 2019 or late 2019 computer. Now they kept the 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 number, and that means that we end up with an iPhone 11 Pro Max. So for me, it's a bit uh, it's a bit strange. I hope it will not confuse people. Now, to be clear, which which model actually succeeds which from the previous uh, line? So the iPhone 11 is now the successor of the iPhone 10R. So the iPhone 11 is not the successor of the iPhone 10. Uh, it's the iPhone 10s which is the successor of the iPhone 10. The iPhone 11 Pro is the successor of the type iPhone 10s. So somehow the iPhone 11 Pro is the true second generation successor of the iPhone 10. And then we have the iPhone 11 Pro Max, 
which is the successor of the iPhone XS Max. I will go a little bit in more detail about the differences uh, later on. So what Apple brought, Apple brought new colors. So two new colors for the iPhone 11. So the purple, which is replacing the blue of the XR, and the green, which is replace, uh, replacing the coral color of the XR. And for the iPhone 11 Pro, there is just one new color. It's called Midnight Green. So it's, uh, I would say, kind of military kind of uh, green color. It's a bit strange for me. It's not, not really Apple-like, but okay. They, I understand that they, they needed to do, uh, to do something to make, to, in order for, for their customer to show that they have the new model. And that's, that's what Apple is usually doing. They're adding colors, they're adding something. Even though they've added uh, quite a bit of features regarding the camera, so from the uh, back of the from the back of the phone, it's it's really obvious that it's, it would be an iPhone 11 uh, kind of series. But okay, they they've added this this color. They've uh, actually so like o with almost new iPhone generations, they have uh, new chips. So in this case, it's the A13 Bionic. And they've also added an, a totally new chip called uh, the U1, which I will explain uh, later on. So it's and and these two chips will be on the three phones. So it's not even like okay, the Pro gets something that the non-Pro doesn't get. No, even the 11, the base model, will get the same chips. So the A13 Bionic is really the latest generation of their mobile processor. And uh, they even ha had some, someone from the chip design team on stage, which is, uh, I think, uh, a first, at least for me, for watching Keynote. And uh, uh, so the, the guy explained that uh, now they were able to uh, design the chip so that it can allocate power to only where it is needed. So it's much more power efficient and... Uh, battery life is actually dramatically increased. Uh, the U1 chip is a is an ultra wideband technology and it's it will be used actually for uh, spatial awareness so so for devices to ping each other but not only uh, like an iPhone not only feeling that there is another iPhone in the room but knowing precisely where the other iPhone is in the room is it on the left is it on the right is it how far away is it so the idea is that uh, it will be able you will be able to do uh, airdrop by actually beaming your device towards the the recipient but most of the features that that will be linked to using that u1 chip they will only be activated with ios 13.1 so will you'll not get that uh, out of the box with iOS 13, you need uh, the first uh, uh, subversion. So this is uh, for the internal. On the outside, uh, they have added now an additional ultra-wide camera. So that means that the iPhone 11, again successor of the 10s, which uh, the sorry successor of the 10R, which only had one camera. Now the iPhone 11 has two cameras, the normal and the ultra-wide, which allows people to take pictures much more closer to the subject, but still be able to see uh, more, to have more in the shot. 
and the iPhone 11 Pro, which is the successor of the the tennis the gets then three cameras. So the the two that it had already, so the the wide and the telephoto lens, and on top of that now it has an ultra wide camera. What has changed also on those phones is that the front-facing camera, which was a 7 megapixel before, now is a 12 megapixel front-facing camera, which means that actually it's the same resolution front and back for the, for the camera on the latest iPhone 11 generation. In addition to this additional camera, they have also new features for the camera, one that really, really... I'm looking forward to, to, to testing or to, to see in action. It's called night mode. So the, the ability to really, really take very good pictures in low light conditions. What they demonstrated on stage was really stunning. And, and afterwards, there were other, uh, some people who started to post example of that. And uh, I think that's... Uh, that's a really, really great feature, and it's available on uh, the, even the base model, uh, iPhone 11 model. Uh. Then they, they showed also ultra-wide video, because they have now the ultra-wide camera uh, sensor, so they can also do, you can also shoot ultra-wide videos. They have a feature called Video Quick Take, which allows you to quickly switch from photo mode to video mode. I seem to, to understand it's by holding the shutter button, so I don't know how it will compared to what we were used to when we were holding the shutter button it was taking a lot of shots one after the other we'll see and then they're introducing something which i found strange it's slow motion selfies which they called on stage slow fees and uh, yeah so yeah you can do now with the iphone 11 slow motion selfies if you really really want to an improvement over the iphone 10r is that the, on the iPhone 11, portrait mode will now also work with animals and objects. So on the 10R, uh, portrait mode only worked with people. It didn't work with uh, any other type of subjects. And now with the iPhone 11, at least, we get back the, the capability that we actually already had uh, uh, with portrait mode on even on the iPhone 8. Huh? So this is good. And... With all those new features and new cameras and, and so on, there was something that I was expecting to see and I didn't see, and it's called it's, and it's video bokeh. So the uh, portrait mode is doing bokeh at a uh, photo level, a still level. And uh, earlier this year, Samsung, when they uh, released uh, the Galaxy uh, the S10 or the Note 10, they demonstrated, okay, look, we can also do... Uh, bokeh during a video and and they were actually adjusting the level of uh, blur from the uh, background uh, live while while shooting the video and so i was expecting that apple would would show that for the iphone 11 but no no there is no video bokeh i don't know if they will bring it later on with a an ios update but i was i was surprised i was really expecting it they didn't show it and what's happening now is that Samsung has created an ad making fun of the, that fact. So yeah, overall the yeah, iPhone 11 is a great device, but just on that feature, so there were I think two, two people filming a wedding or something like that. 
someone with an iPhone and uh, another one with the, the, the Galaxy S, S10 or the 10 Note or something like that. And so the guy with the iPhone, seeing that the other one was doing video bokeh, finally gave up and stopped, uh, stopped shooting the video. And uh, yeah, so... Okay, Samsung took advantage of, of, of that. For me, that missing feature that... Uh, that I think would be would be good, especially if we if we're talking about uh, now adding the Pro uh, moniker to an iPhone, and you don't have uh, a feature like that. So for me, uh, yeah, it's a miss. I mentioned earlier that the processor now is much more power efficient, and so it has a much it, it produces a much improved battery life, and especially on the Pro model. So the iPhone 11 compared to the 10R has one hour more battery life. And uh, actually you might not know that, but the iPhone 10R in terms of uh, battery life, it was better than the 10S and the 10S Max. So even though it was much cheaper, less uh, features than the, the 10S and the 10S Max, it was the 10R that had the best battery life. Not anymore with the 11 series. Um, so yes, the iPhone 11 has one hour more battery life than the iPhone 10R. But what is more dramatic is on the 11 Pro and the 11 Pro Max. So the 11 Pro now is four hours more than the 10S. So its predecessor. And that's, that puts it, the 11 Pro, with one hour more battery life than the 11. And the 11 Pro Max is five hours more than the 10S Max, giving it actually one hour more than the 11 Pro. So, which is good because otherwise Apple would be in a, in a strange position of showing a Pro device that has less battery life than, than the non-Pro device, but no, it's not the case. The 11 Pro is overtaking now the 11 in terms of, uh, of that feature. What they did, what they removed from the iPhone 11 line is uh, 3D Touch. So the, that feature has been uh, removed. I believe they tested it on the 10R. They realized, okay, we can live without 3D Touch uh, and with another feature that they call Aptic Touch. We can live with that, and now also uh, with the, uh, the improvement of iOS 13, so with iOS 13, with haptic touch, we can actually do a long press and, and, and mimic almost completely the, the feature of 3D touch. So for them it's good because they don't need to, to put additional technology in the screen and still have the same features. Now the question for Macpreneurs, should professionals absolutely need the iPhone 11 Pro model, right? That's, that's the good question. Uh, and if you absolutely need 512 gigabyte of storage on your phone, yes, because the 11 is limited to 256 uh, gigabyte. Now, if you absolutely want the best screen color accuracy and contrast, then yes, you should go with the Pro model. So because the 11, 11 being the successor of the 10R, it's still an LCD display, while the 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max have an OLED display with much better contrast. So it's a 2 million by 1 contrast or something like that. So it's, it's ridiculous. So it's a, it's a really 
much better screen. You have a much better screen with the Pro. What Apple also has changed is that if you want better water resistance, you need to go with the Pro because the Pro has four, so can, can stay for 30 minutes up to four meters depth, while the, the non-Pro, the 11, is only two meters, which was the, 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 the performance of the XS, XS Max, and the XR. Now, on stage, Apple really, really showed a lot what the camera can do. And so if you're a semi-professional photographer or videographer or YouTuber or blogger and uh, filming or taking pictures with, with the iPhone is important, then yes, you should take the, the Pro because what is really missing, and I'm still missing it on the iPhone XR, is the telephoto lens. It's the ability to do... A, uh, optical zoom rather than a numerical zoom and also they demonstrated using a third-party app called Filmic that it's possible on the iPhone 11 Pro to simultaneously record video from multiple cameras including the front-facing one so you could actually film uh, an interview and uh, the iPhone will record at the same time your subject and yourself through the front-facing camera. Um, actually, I'm not sure that you cannot do that on the iPhone 11, but uh, we'll see. Uh, the, it, it was not clear. The, it was at the time when they, they showed the 11 Pro that they showed that, that video. But uh, in uh, thinking about it, I'm not sure that you couldn't do that uh, with the iPhone 11, the base model. So might not, you might not need the, uh, the Pro model to just to do that. It's just that you don't have the, the telephoto lens. Okay, so another question is, should you actually upgrade your phone right now? Because the iPhone 11 is out. So uh, in practice, the, the pre-order started on Friday, the 13th. And uh, it will be a, the phone will be available uh, in store starting September 20th. And the question is, should you actually upgrade? Uh, I believe that if you have an iPhone 10, a XR, a XS or XS Max, and maybe even the iPhone 8 Plus, I don't think you need to, to upgrade your phone. Unless, uh, if you have an iPhone 8 or an 8 Plus, you want to switch to Face ID. But if you have a, 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 a up to two years old phone, I don't think you really need it, except as I say, except if you're a semi-professional photographer or videographer and you absolutely want to have the latest and greatest uh, camera technology on, on your phone, on your smartphone, then yes. Now, if you have an iPhone 6, you definitely need to upgrade your phone because the iPhone 6 is not compatible with iOS 13. Okay, so uh, luckily... Apple has kept the iPhone 8 and the XR in their line. So you, they, can, they still sell the iPhone 8, and, uh, but at much lower price. So now the iPhone 8 is sold starting at $449. And the iPhone XR is also still sold by Apple starting at $599. As a comparison, the iPhone 11 starts at $699 which is less than when the iPhone XR was launched. So they, 
you you could get a, a better phone with the iPhone 11 at a lower price than when the iPhone 10R was launched but if you if you're okay with the 10R you can get it for $600 starting at $600 yeah so from my side I still have the I still have the iPhone 8 plus as a secondary and test device which I will keep I have the 10R which I will keep I will not upgrade to the 11 uh, this year I will see next year what uh, what Apple with uh, will come up with okay so next device the Apple Watch Series 5 the main improvements that Apple brought to the to the Apple Watch is uh, an always on display while maintaining the 18 hours battery life yes I forgot to say the Series 5 shape and size and form factor is exactly the same as the series 4 so there is no big change like there was between series 3 and series 4 now series 5 is almost identical to the series 4 actually it has the same display technology as the series 4 but now they're actually adapting the the refresh rate so instead of being uh, when it's on always 60 60 hertz and now it will be one hertz so one frame per second will be changed and it's by doing that that they're able to keep the display turned on so it will be yes it will be dimmer and the image will not change uh, faster than once every second but that's how they, they manage to to do their always on display Another feature is that uh, they have a built-in compass now. So I guess if you're trekking and you don't want to take your phone, or then, then it would be a, a great option. They've increased also the internal storage. Now it's uh, 32 gigabytes of internal storage. And if you buy the cellular model uh, of Series 5, you will get an international emergency calling plan so it's included so you can you could do uh, emergency sos from anywhere in the world something that changed for the aluminum model is now made 100 percent out of recycled aluminum and uh, they've kept so al alongside the, the white ceramic apple watch edition now uh, apple is offering two new titanium apple watch editions so one silver titanium and the other one in space black titanium so those the apple watch edition is a slightly more expensive version of the apple watch with better scratch resistance and also a bit it's a bit lighter than uh, than steel and aluminum it has nothing to do with the watch itself but with the way that you order the watch so now they've created an Apple Watch Studio. It's available online uh, on the on the store, or it's also available in the uh, Apple Store app on iPhone and iPad. With Apple Watch Studio, you choose the size of your watch. You choose the 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 model if you want the aluminum one, if you want the steel one, if you want, and then you can also preview different bracelet uh, combinations so case and bracelet combinations and you can save uh, your favorites if you'd like and by doing that you can actually really customize your apple watch 
and that the result of that customization will be actually what you can order directly from the from the Apple Store. So it's uh, it's great. I've played with it on uh, in the Apple uh, in the Apple Store app on my on my phone, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a great great option, great new configuration option. Now, question: Should you upgrade your Apple Watch? I would say if you have a Series Four Apple Watch. In my opinion, you shouldn't need, you don't need to upgrade. And uh, but if you are like me, a Series Three, or if you have a Series Two or Series One Apple Watch, yes, uh, you should consider upgrading uh, your watch. Uh, on my side, I will, I will already installed when it will be available WatchOS Six and see what I gain from WatchOS Six, and then maybe maybe next year. I will see uh, if I if I upgrade to the to the series 5 or not. Okay, next device, next announcement, the 7th generation iPad. So, which is the successor of the 6th uh, generation uh, with a twist. Uh, so now the this iPad, which is the base model of the iPad, has an eSIM capability. It uh, Apple has added the smart connector which is available on the on the Air, the third generation Air, and the previous 10.5-inch uh, uh, Pro model. It is also like the Apple Watch uh, Series 5. It's now made 100% out of recycled aluminum. And uh, so they changed mainly two things because they kept the, the A10 processor. They actually went backwards with Touch ID, so it's an older version of the Touch, Touch ID sensor, and I guess it's for cost reasons, but okay. But what they did was they increased the size from 9.7 inch to 10.2 inch. And actually the the case, the, the dimensions of, of now that seventh generation iPad is very, very close to the third generation iPad Air. Is the same width and height. It's just the thickness that is different because the because of the the display technology. The the display on the iPad Air is much thinner because it's a better display than the now sev the seventh generation iPad. Now it has the same uh, pixel di density as the older sixth generation iPad. That means that because the screen is bigger, but it has the same density you will feel a little bit more the pixel. It will be a little bit more pixelized than the previous generation. It's less color accurate than the uh, iPad Air 3. Uh, so if you really want uh, color accuracy, if you want a good screen, you need to go with the iPad mini 5 or you need to go with the iPad Air 3. And uh, because the screen now is over the 10.1 inch limit for Office 365 for sorry for the Office Suite. If you want to edit Word or Excel documents on that 7th generation iPad, you need to have an Office 365 license. Yes, Microsoft put a limit of 10.1 inch, so any screen any device with a screen smaller than 10.1 inch in a diagonal, you can edit and use Word, Excel uh, for free. You just need a Microsoft account. You don't need any subscription. 
but because now it's above the 10.1 inch uh, limit at 10.2 inch if you want to be able to use word excel powerpoint and, and edit documents and not just see them you will need to purchase a license now should macpreneurs and sh should professional buy the new ipad 7 generation ipad you would say oh, it's not a pro so they shouldn't they shouldn't buy it well if you only do lightweight office tasks and if you don't need much storage because the that seven generation is limited to 128 gigabyte of internal storage then yeah if you just need to to annotate documents doodle you don't need in much much space and yeah it's a good a good ipad starting at uh, 329 dollars so really really it's a bargain it's compatible it's uh, apple pencil the first generation apple pencil uh, compatible uh, yeah so as a entry-level device it's a it's a great great uh, proposition by apple now uh, if you want something if you want a better screen if you want better cameras especially the front-facing one then you can go to the air 5 uh, air 3 ipad air 3 and then if you want face id and really really a, an excellent screen then you need to go and also a much faster processor you need to go with the with the pro model okay at the beginning of the keynote uh, apple then officially announced the pricing and the release date for two new subscription services so first apple tv plus and apple arcade so apple tv plus is a bit like a netflix competitor and it will be priced at only $4.99 per month for the entire family which is uh, reasonable huh? um, Netflix now uh, for two screens I pay the equivalent of uh, $9 or $10 per month and I'm only able to, to watch sim simultaneously Netflix on two screens so it could be two Apple TVs one Apple TV and one iPad uh, and things like that so it's really really competitive at $4.99 per month they say for the entire family what I uh, assume they mean is up to six uh, simultaneous stream uh, yeah at a time it will be available starting November 1st this year 2019 and it will be available in 100 country, countries um, what they announced also on stage was that if you buy a new apple device now so and it could be an iphone an ipad a mac or an apple tv apple will offer you one year of apple tv plus subscription which is wow huh? if uh, if you do that if they uh, yeah if you buy if you just need to uh, to buy an uh, if you happen to need to buy an, an apple device you'll get that uh, uh, subscription for one year and so you can uh, you can test test it um, it's only one year free per household uh, so it's not that if you buy a new iphone and your wife or your spouse or your 
you buy for your children a new iPad, you will get two years free. No, 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 you will only get one year free subscription for per household. Uh, the next service is called Apple Arcade. So it's a gaming uh, subscription service which will be available not only on iOS but also on macOS and Apple TV. Uh, available at the same price, uh, $4.99 per month for the entire family. And this uh, Apple Arcade will be starting September 19, 2019 in a little bit more countries now, 150 countries. The reason why it's September, September 19th is because that's when the, iPhone, the iOS 13 will be, will be out. They have hundreds of, uh, of studios, and, oh, sorry, they have already hundreds of games uh, ready to, to be played in, uh, in Apple Arcade. So, yeah, um, I don't think I will have a look at that. Uh, the Apple TV Plus, yes, if I buy a new device and, and have a free subscription, one-year subscription of Apple TV Plus, I think I will have a look. Apple Arcade, I don't know. So talking about launch date, uh, iOS 13 and WatchOS 6 will be released on September 19th, while uh, iPadOS and iOS 13.1 will be released on September 30th, 2019. Uh, that means that if you have an iPhone and an iPad, if you have both devices, and also if you have a, a Mac that is stuck uh, before, 10.15 Catalina, it's really better to wait before upgrading your, your phone and especially, uh, and I would say at least until September 30th. Um, now, even if you don't have an iPad, please note that some of the new features of iOS will anyway be available uh, only starting with iOS 13.1. So now if you absolutely want to discover iOS 13 and you haven't got in, onto the, the beta uh, pr program, but you absolutely want to discover that, I would say wait at least until iOS 13.0.1 or 13.0.2, which will fix some of the bugs that, that are still present in iOS uh, 13. Uh, yeah, so, Apple was obliged to, to, to have a deadline for releasing uh, iOS 13 because it needed to be uh, at the factory level put on all the new iPhones. And so, unfortunately, <laughs> there are still some bugs with iOS 13.0. And one of, of those bugs, for instance, is the ability to access any contact from your phone, from your lock screen without knowing your passcode. So it's really a nasty one. It's a security issue, which I believe will be fixed almost immediately after launch uh, with a 13.0.1 or 13.0.2. But the one that you really want to wait for is actually 13.1 that, uh, that will be released by the end of September. Regarding macOS Catalina, it will only be available in October. We don't have a date, an exact date yet. 
my guess is that uh, it will happen at the end of October, just before Apple TV Plus will become available, because the, that November 1st launch date for Apple TV Plus, you need the Apple TV app that is only in macOS Catalina for that. So we'll see. Again, if you have an iPhone, an iPad, and a Mac, please note that if you upgrade your iPhone and your iPad to iOS 13 and iPadOS 13, but not your Mac to Catalina, then you will not be able to synchronize your reminders uh, because the reminders database needs to be upgraded with iOS 13 and then it will not be, uh, it cannot synchronize with a previous version of, of macOS. So pay attention to that. You still can decide not to upgrade the reminders app on your iPhone or on your iPad. But when you do that, well, you, yeah, you, you won't be able to, to use the reminders app. Okay. So let's go now. Uh, let's, uh, let's conclude this episode with the, the main takeaways that I took uh, from this event. Uh, first, I really believe it's getting harder and harder for Apple to, to surprise us. And actually, it should not be a surprise. Um, most of what was announced uh, on uh, Tuesday was already leaked. So there was very little that, that we discovered. Um, it, was a good, it was a good keynote. They've heavily used... Uh, audio, video, they've, they have a, a great formula now, mixing people talking and having people, uh, having like developers uh, or people invited on stage to talk and do, do some demos. So yeah, uh, I've laughed, I've cried, uh, I was entertained. But in the end, for me, it was lacking a big wow factor. Uh, the same uh, wow factor of the iPhone 10, for instance, when they released the iPhone 10 on the or the iPad Pro, the the latest generation uh, Face ID Face ID uh, iPad Pro. Um, regarding the leaks, it's it's very tough for Apple huh? because it's not like uh, a lot of people at Apple are starting to talk and be less disciplined. It's, it's coming from uh, necessary regulatory filings. So people are going and see when Apple is filing documents, official documents, because they need to. That's, that's how we start to have information. Also, there is code in beta releases of their operating system, so in iOS and macOS. So some clever people are going, looking, really combing through the, the code, trying to find... Uh, snippets of, uh, of interesting uh, information. It's also coming from the supply chain, uh, from people who, who produce the screens, the, the cameras and so on, and, uh, and even also case manufacturers. So the fact that at the back of the iPhone, because of the three camera systems, it would be like a big square, uh, that was leaked from case manufacturers 
Now, having said that, having said that Apple will continue to draw attention interest for sure. Uh, especially when they embrace uh, popular media and popular platforms like YouTube. So it was the first time this year that, uh, on, sorry, on, on September 10, it was the first time that Apple um, had a live event streamed on YouTube. And there were 1.8 million people who watched the keynote live. This is this is good, huh? and uh, I've I've checked now at the time of recording, and the video has been watched almost ten million times. So eight million on top of the one point eight million from the live live view. Okay, so second takeaway. Uh, for me, despite the appearances and the namings and so on, Apple is really marching more and more towards the consumer market. So they had a, an intro video, the first video they showed even before Tim Cook uh, appears on stage. And uh, it's a video that was showing all the Apple devices that they had uh, released and it was, it was great, a nice music. And at the end, there, there, were, there, there was a quote, so I, it's, it was saying, give people wonderful tools and they'll do wonderful things. So, yeah, that's a bit of the motto of Apple, if you want. But when they started the keynote, what are the two things that they talk about? First, Apple Arcade and Apple TV Plus subscription services. What is it? It's pure entertainment and consumption. Nothing to do with creation, with uh, doing things. No, purely passive consumption. So for me, there's a, I immediately saw the disconnect there. I was like, what? You're, you're, saying, you're saying something, but then you're doing another thing. And then finally, they, yes, they finally offer a pro iPhone. But during the keynote, it was marketed marketed only to a small niche it was only the the photographers and the videographers who were who was targeted by the the new camera system and the thing is if you if you rewatch the the keynote and and also if you if you compare the specs and the capabilities of the 11 which is the non pro device versus the 11 pro Actually, the difference between those two is very, very small. Huh? The, it's the same processor. There's only one, one camera more. Yes, the, the screen, the, the screen uh, resolution and uh, quality and, and brightness and color accuracy is, is much better on the pro device, but yeah. The, is it is it really justified for a pro device personally when i think pro and especially now in the context of ios 13 i'm thinking of actually transforming your phone into a, in, into a workstation like uh, i'm like thinking of and what about for the iphone pro you plug it to an external uh, monitor and then you have uh, 
like a, a mobile version uh, of an operating system uh, that that you can see on your screen or something like that it's like the the iphone uh, the ios now tran transform into ipad os or something like that and and you can uh, plug a, a mouse and, and a keyboard and that that's for me what a pro phone means something you can do something you cannot do with the the non pro version but we'll see okay um the third takeaway is that uh, despite all their best efforts the iphone is still playing catch up with competition so don't get me wrong huh? the on some fronts the iphone is way ahead of the competition but on other fronts it's behind so yes it's the most powerful mobile cpu in the market right now and it's really the the benefit of of using tight software and uh, hardware integration and the the their ability to design their own chip so yes there is nothing that uh, that really competes uh, with that right now but at the same time even though they have a remarkable new three camera system they cannot do video bokeh or they did not uh, offer us this video bokeh uh, capability and then if you, if i look at uh, authentication and i look at android devices some Android devices, they offer both fingerprint sensor and face recognition on the same device. You can choose and or you can use both if you wanted to. Uh, with the iPhone, it's either or. It's either you go with Touch ID or you go with Face ID. So this is what, uh, what, what I take from, uh, from this event. Uh, after the event, obviously, you had people that went on the telly and said apple is doomed apple is doomed i don't think that apple is doomed if you if you look at the numbers and if you just look at services for instance in the third fiscal quarter of the year so the second quarter of 2019 apple generated 10 billion dollars revenue just from services alone so <laughs> i don't think that apple is doomed at all but um, if I go back to my, my first takeaway, um, I think they're they are kind of stuck now with this uh, yearly cycle of having to produce a new phone every year, or in this case, I would say three new phones every year, uh, having to, re to have a new operating system every year, and still having on the side the iPad, the the all the mac line the, the mac yeah the mac line and so on i'm i'm wondering uh if yeah it's we're going away from what steve jobs did when he came back to apple and says let's simplify let's only uh let, let's remove all the devices that we have and only keep four well at the time there was no really smartphone market and tablet market but uh I think we're going away from that idea of uh, simplification and uh, in the coming years it's going to bite Apple that's 
I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. Uh, it, their reputation, their market uh, dominance and so on will slowly but surely erode if they continue on the path that uh, they are right now. Okay, so that's it for today. I hope you found this episode useful. As usual, all the links will be in the show notes available at macpreneur.com for slash episode 44, where you're more than welcome to provide feedback in the comments section. Actually, I'd love to know what you think about the announcement that Apple made uh, on September 10th and if you plan to buy any of the new devices. And until next time, I'm Damien Schmerz, wishing you a great day.